coverage of Masters Week on PGA Tour Countdown, sponsored by Tommy John. Save 25% off site-wide right now at TommyJohn.com slash golf talk. Well, here we are. It's Masters, and we are live from Azalea House in Augusta, Georgia, for the 2022 Masters. Wow, it's been a heck of a week already. PGA Tour Countdown joining you on Saturday morning. When you hear this, it'll probably be Saturday afternoon, but it's still important that you're going to get to hear uh, some from our current leader, which is a one Scotty Scheffler. I mean, let's face it. What a performance yesterday. Scotty Scheffler with, uh, wow, a shot, a five-shot lead, I should say. And uh, there's, let's look back at history. In 1956, Jackie Burke came back from eight shots down to win this tournament on a Sunday. That was the largest margin of comeback in the history of the Masters. There is a man that's nine shots back right now from Scotty Scheffler. That would be Tiger Woods, who made the cut. Exciting times here at Augusta National, but let's get right to it. Let's hear from some of the players. Well, let's hear from Scotty Scheffler first. Good evening. We are pleased to welcome back to the interview room Scotty Scheffler. Scotty, after three wins and a world number one ranking in your last two months, you're now leading by five strokes at the 86th Masters Tournament. Your round of 67 today included seven birdies. Congratulations on your incredible start. Um, And we're going to open it up to questions. Jeff. When you hear that set, a lead that big, what goes through your mind? Um, not not too much at the moment. I mean, I just got off the golf course, and, you know, I, I played solid golf today. I, I kept myself in position. I had a really good back nine, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the challenge of tomorrow. But, you know, I wouldn't say much changes. I mean, I'm still playing the golf course. There's still, you know, 50 guys in the field, something like that, I'm sure. And, um, you know, I can't worry about those what those guys are doing. I'm just going to go out and play my game and just keep doing what I'm doing. Dan. Uh, Scotty, you played some terrific golf uh, during your time on the PGA, but this last two-month stretch since Phoenix, can you explain exactly, you know, what's what's happening and, and maybe why you're playing so well right now? That's a good question. I mean, I, I feel like I've been very committed to my shots. You know, I haven't um, – I've done a really good job mentally of just setting up to the shots and, you know, accepting that I'm going to hit bad ones and being fully committed to hitting good ones. And – you know, for me, I've, I've prepared for a long time to be in moments like this and to win golf tournaments. And, um, you know, like I said at the beginning of the week, I've done all the preparation that I can do. And if I win this golf tournament, then great. And if I don't, that's okay, too, because I, I did everything I could. And um, I'm prepared, and, you know, the rest isn't up to me. Brentley. Scotty, would uh, you describe yourself as tough and then also uh, heard a story about maybe you won a state high school title on a broken ankle or something like that was that true could you share that story as well yeah um (laughs) so the way I broke my ankle was not tough but I did play on like a sprained ankle or whatever in the state tournament um I was running down we were playing outdoor 
hoops at one of my buddy's houses like a week before the state tournament and <laughs> I was running down the outdoor court and I stepped on an acorn of all things and my buddies will still make fun of me to this day because of it I stepped on an acorn because they were freaking out they're like oh my gosh we heard a pop we heard a pop and I was like I didn't my ankle's not broken but it definitely was stinging for a while it was my left ankle and I just played all week with my foot turned just out to the side and um just kind of grinded it out I guess is it left or right left ankle so I just flipped if my foot sits like that I just flip it like that and just kind of used my hands and just went out and played and hi Scotty can you talk about your confidence level and this week and and perhaps how your success in the past few months have played into that yeah I feel like my game's in a good spot you know like I said I've, I've prepared as much as I could uh, I I worked really hard this off season and I've put myself in a position now where um, you know, I'm in, I'm in a position to win this golf tournament and, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more after 36 holes. You know, it's, it's nice to just be somewhere near the lead. And, you know, for me, my game feels like it's in a good spot and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Just be committed to my shots and, you know, not really overthinking things. Beth. Earlier today, even par was considered to be a good round. When you teed off today, what kind of number did you think would be a good round? I thought even par was going to be a really good score. Um, I was pleased. My really the only thing that went through my head before today's round was I just wanted to get off to a decent start. And I was I bogeyed I think one and three and then after that I played really good golf. I made a great par on four, great par on five, and then um great par on six and then I think my tee shot on seven kinda changed the day for me. I had a great shot off the tee there. That's you know, not an easy tee shot, it's probably one of the toughest on the golf course. And put it out there in the fairway and then hit a great shot into the green and then I kinda just got things rolling from there. And if I could just follow, I know you have a love of board games. Uh anything that you might play tomorrow um, <laughs> to kill time? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. You know, we didn't actually play anything this morning. It was just Meredith and me at home. So I don't I don't know. I gotta get out of this room before I figure out what I'm doing tomorrow morning. <laughs> Grant I you slew your birdies on the all four par five holes and also maybe the second shot on 18. Um, so just talking about the par fives? Yeah, what Is was that, the key to those? I, I think I hit every fairway, and then after that, I just tried to put myself in a position where I could get the ball up and down. So a good example of that is probably number eight, where I was in between three iron and three wood. And through it, I could have hit a great shot and put it in there close. But with the way the wind direction was, I wasn't, you know, a guarantee I was going to hit the green. And so I opted to just hit a three iron out there short of it and trust my short game and got up and down. And um, on 13, there was some mud under my ball, and I flushed it, and it flew like 40 yards right, and I got a good break over there. Um, you know, I guess a good and a bad break. You know, mud under the ball is not necessarily a good break, but, you know, it happens around this golf course. And it was fortunate to stay up, and I took advantage of the good break. And then 15 is the same thing. I was – people can get greedy with that pin. I, like you saw Tony in my group fly it over the green. If you hit it at the pin and it goes into the water. So basically the pin on that green for me was almost the right edge of the green. And I hit a good shot, and the wind just took it to the right, and, you know, I made a nice up and down. So for me, I was just trying to keep the ball in position. Yes, sir. Uh, Scotty, uh, me, me? No. Oh, sorry. sorry, Chris. No. Scotty, you played. <laughs> uh, so many Scotty, of these guys are. This golf course twice before, and uh, you know, four rounds. How 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 have those right. eight rounds helped you? You know, kind of negotiate this, uh, navigate uh, today. Yeah, I talked about it at the beginning of the week a little bit. You know, I was fortunate to play the final round in 2020 with Tiger, and then I played two rounds with Phil last year. 
And I learned a lot just by watching those guys manage their way around the golf course. And then, you know, I've seen tons of highlights and plenty of stuff. And I feel like I'm constantly learning about this place. And, um, you know, one of my goals going into today with the way the wind was, like Teddy and I talked about it, we're just going to try and play this golf course like Bernard Longer does and just kind of plot your way around. And, I mean, the guy seems to play good every year. And he's, I mean, I don't even know how old he is now, but he's, you know, not young. You know, he's he's definitely one of the older guys in the field here. And he, you know, continues to beat people around this golf course. Ryan. Patty, a lot of the top players uh, on the PGA Tour play one predominant shot shape, and they kind of stick to that regardless of the course. How many different shots do you feel like you're playing throughout the course of a round here? A lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't put a number on it. I mean, every shot's a little bit different. You know, I have different feels for different things, but... Every shot's pretty much different, especially when you get, you know, 25 to 30 mile an hour gusts out there. I mean, every shot's its own its own challenge for sure around this golf course. Chet, have you always been comfortable shaping it both ways, high, low, left, right? Yeah, I think that, that part of the game's always been really fun for me. I think it's really cool. I've always enjoyed, you know, being able to hit shots out of the trees. You know, I got way too much experience doing that in college with how I drove the ball in college. And so... Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's it's just fun. That that's the part I enjoy. It's really cool just to see what you can do with a golf ball. And you know, like Bubba Watson's one of my favorite guys to watch play golf because he just seemingly does whatever he wants with the ball. And you know, Tiger's the same way. They just hit all kinds of shots. And um, you know, that that part for me is fun. Brian, or is it right? Okay, back row, please. Scotty, some of these guys are coming off the course like they've been in a boxing match with the conditions, um, not really enjoying what happened. You seemed impervious to that. How does that happen? Well, you know, I, I definitely feel like I was in a fight today. Um, I guess, you know, the only thing I'd say to that is maybe I just performed a little bit better, but you know, I'm definitely a little tired right now after the, the grind of today, so I'm looking forward to just getting home and uh, getting some rest. David? Hi, Scotty. Congratulations on the world number one that a lot of people care about. <laughs> I just want to know, you said, um, you know, you just want a decent start today at the early start, but you had bogey, you know, mm-hmm. two of the, you know, first three. Yeah. So. And how did you keep your call? Um, for me, I... In my opinion, the way the wind was blowing, if I was one over through five holes around this golf course, really even six where that pin was today, that's a pretty good start. Um, outside of number two, every hole is hard. So number one's really hard. Number three, with how hard the wind was blowing, is a hard hole today. And then number four is really hard, and five is arguably one of the hardest holes on the golf course. And so for me, getting used to the conditions and being one over through five, I felt like that for me was a pretty good start at the time. Okay, so uh, how would you rate today's round among all the important rounds of your career? Yeah, I mean, today was pretty important. You know, I I want to put myself in positions to win tournaments, and that's what's fun for me, and um, that's that's what I've done the first two days here, and uh, hopefully I'll, you know, keep things moving this weekend. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Last two questions. David and Doug. Gotti, uh, as you got deeper into the back nine there, did you have a sense that you were – pulling away from the field a little bit? I mean, did you know exactly how you were faring compared to the rest of the players? Yeah, I mean, I saw the leaderboard, and um, I think a few guys were at three under, and, um, 
you know, I didn't really pay much attention to it at the time. I mean, it was only, you know, 27 holes in the tournament or whatever. So um, still quite a long way to go. And, you know, it's nice to build up a little bit of a lead, but, you know, I'm not really going to be thinking about it tonight or anything. It's, you know, I've, I've put myself in position to, to play well and to win this golf tournament. And going into tomorrow, I'm just going to approach it like I did today and um, just be committed to my shots and, you know, hope for the best. Doug. Buddy, when you, when you said it definitely felt like a fight today, um, what was the hardest part of that fight for you? Strictly the wind or was it, I mean? I, I think, so two parts, the wind and then trusting the other aspects of your game. So when the wind is this high, it's hard to make putts. It's hard to get the ball up and down. But if you try and force wear on this golf course, you're going to get yourself in trouble really, really quickly and make a big number. And so for me, my goal and what Teddy and I talked about at the beginning of the day was just being committed to the shots because the wind's going to move around, you're going to get bad bounces, you're going to get bad gusts. All these things are going to happen because the golf course is playing so tough. But if I'm just committed to my shots, I'm able to live freely in that and know that you know, I did my best to hit a good shot and I didn't let the conditions or whatever it is bother me. I just hit a good shot and it didn't work out. You know, it's, not, it's not overly complicated. And then the, the par save on, on 11 um, was, a, was a nice one. Uh, I'm just curious if there was any other shots that stood out to you as being really important to you in the course of the round. Yeah, that, that was really important. Um, and that was one of those ones where you're sitting up there on that hill hitting that shot downhill, and the wind is blowing 25 in off the right, and I'm sitting there like, I have no idea how I could even get this ball on the green. And if I do, it would be kind of a miracle shot. And... Um, the right side, there's room. You know, it's, granted, it's not an easy up and down, but five's the worst score I'm going to make. And so what we talked about was just hitting a punch shot and trying to run it off those mounds up onto the green. And if it didn't, I was over there on the right side and I could manufacture something and give myself a look for par. I mean, that hole is a par five. Like, we walked off and Teddy goes, nice birdie. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just a hard hole. <laughs> Scotty, thank you, and good luck the rest of the way. All right, thanks. So there you have it. <clears throat> In his own words, Scotty Scheffler, after his round on Friday, he's at eight under par, five-stroke lead. It's going to be a great weekend. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with more of PGA Tour Countdown live from the Masters. Guys, just because it's spring doesn't mean you have to spend your time hunting for eggs. The right pair of underwear puts all your eggs in one basket and keeps them there. That's Tommy John's Hammock Pouch Underwear. Let me tell you, I wear Tommy John's all year round on the PGA Tour and traveling from tournament to tournament, and they are comfortable. They have dozens of comfort innovations, and they, gosh, they just feel great. They have innovations like an air mesh, mesh I should say, interior hammock and moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. Plus, the legs never ride up, and Tommy John underwear comes with a non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. They are the best underwear I've ever worn. They have over 17 million pairs sold to men across America, and they all love their Tommy John underwear. I'll tell you, I love wearing my Tommy Johns. They're, I have all their products. I mean, there's not one's not better than the other. They're all just fantastic. So what you got to do is check out Tommy John's underwear. It's incredible. All of their clothes are just the best that you can get. It's Tommy John's anniversary month, so whether you're trying them for the first time or a longtime fan, get 25% off site-wide right now at TommyJohn.com slash countdown. 
Go to TommyJohn.com slash countdown today for 25% off. TommyJohn.com slash countdown. See site for details. And welcome back. Frank Bassett rejoining you uh, live from the Masters. This is PGA Tour Countdown. And uh, what we'd like to do right now is let you hear an interview I did with Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger last night after the Friday round with uh, the excitement that was on the course. Tiger Woods, of course, making the cut. And Scotty Scheffler being eight under par. Only five men previously have done that after a... uh, after two days, it's it's pretty important. But uh, let me do this. Let's hear this interview, and then I'll come back and with some closing thoughts, and we'll uh, we'll get ready for one heck of a weekend here live in Augusta. Welcome to Live from the Masters, brought to you by Golf Pride, the number one grip on tour. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Frank Bassett, and we're joining you live from Augusta tonight after the second round of. What was an incredible day with Scotty Scheffler really burning up the course. Well, as we do every day, we kind of wrap it up here. And uh, my friend Ross Dellinger came over from Sports Illustrated, and he and I sat down and had a quick discussion about what we think, or he thinks more so, will happen this week. So let's listen in and catch a little bit of that. Welcome to Live from the Masters, brought to you by Golf Pride, the number one grip on tour. I'm Frank Bassett, and I'm here with Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, who was on the course all day today and actually followed our leader and number one in the world, Scotty Scheffler, with one heck of a round and a five-shot lead going into Saturday. The five-shot lead is tied for the most shots in the lead in Masters history. Kind of names like Nicholas and Spieth come to mind, so... Scotty Schoeffer, newly minted number one in the world. Ross, what was it like? Yeah, it was pretty incredible, and it was funny because he was in the last group of the day. So um, a lot of people, because of the cold, I guess, and because it was the last group, had left the course. So uh, if you were there, you got a front row seat to to Scotty Scheffler. And I followed him in from 15, uh, and so saw 15, 16, 17, and 18. Uh, had a couple of great par saves uh, up and down on 17. Yeah. And then he, he birdied uh, 15, and then he birdied 16. He stuck it at 16 within, I don't know, three or four feet. Uh, and it was incredible. A lot of Scotty, Scotty chance out there. It was exciting. Everybody thought it was going to be a Tiger Woods day. Tiger Woods looked a little tired to me. He looked a little hurt. And in his post-round interview, he did say he's a little tender. So... What do you think? Yeah, a lot, I'm sure, as he said yesterday, right, a lot of ice. Uh, I'm sure he's feeling it uh, in that in that right leg. It, it it's crazy that he's he's here to begin with, right? We've we've kind of been saying that all week that he's able to do what he's been doing. And yeah. you did you you saw some limps today. I remember watching him a couple times, kind of use his uh, either putter or whatever club he was having as a as a cane, you know, to get out. At some point, he used. Um, a wedge to get out of the sand trap, yeah. you know, as as a cane to help him with that right uh, that right leg. And I, I followed him. I saw him 15 and 16, and uh, 15, he um, you know he he missed about a 10 foot uh, birdie putt. 
and he squatted down behind the putt to read it. And, you know, normally he would squat all the way down to the ground and you could tell he was hurting. And so he yeah. just kind of half squatted. He had the right leg without any weight on it. Clearly he's, uh, he's in a little bit of pain. Well, you know, the story's been Tiger Woods all week. The story today was Scotty Scheffler and the wind. The, we, I was over there, and as a matter of fact, early on, I went to the putting green and talked to Randy Smith, who is Scotty Scheffler's instructor, along with Scotty, and then watched them tee off. Randy said he's putting the best he's seen him put in a long time. That's got to carry him. Would you not agree? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, at the Masters, everybody knows about Augusta's greens and how slick they are and how uh, undulated they are. Uh, and so you, you need to have a good putting day, and, and he obviously did. And I got to watch him, like I said, some holes. I think it was 15. He made a really like sidewinding downhill, probably five-footer, and just dribbled it right in. It was perfect. It was beautiful. But you, you mentioned the wind. We're getting some more right now here. I mean, yeah, it, it, it you know, it, what was funny is that I, as I followed Scotty in, it was the first time I, I didn't feel the wind. In fact, um, I think the players were confused. Uh, just watching their reactions, they kind of the grass up in the air, and it, it kind of died down for the last group, the last few holes. Uh, but outside of that, it was blowing a gale all day. I mean, people's hats were coming off. That's how gusty it was. Yeah, we, we saw that also. Um, one thing, one stat I want to throw out real quick. In 1956, folks, Jackie Burke came from eight strokes back to win this event. We have a man right now who is nine strokes back from Scotty Scheffler. He's made about every record disappear in the world of golf, and that's a one Tiger Woods. Do you think he has a chance to make this up against Scotty Scheffler? You know, if uh, if the lead was uh, three under, which is the next one behind behind Scheffler, you could definitely see it, you know, four, four strokes. But, man, nine strokes is a lot. And I know he's Tiger Woods, but... You, you saw it today. He was obviously hurting, and I, I think he's going to be probably a little bit on fumes. Um, it would it would surprise me, you know, if, if he came in with some 65 or something, which is, might be what he needs tomorrow. It's possible. It's possible. Um, with but him. you never know. And I'm sure what's not going to help the leg in his injuries is the cold. And it's supposed to be pretty cold tomorrow. Very, very um, cold in the morning. It's going to be very brisk. Now, just as a total disclosure for our listeners and, and viewers, uh, this is a Mississippi State graduate. This is an Ole Miss graduate, and we made friends. So <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> it can it can be done, folks. We're excited that you're here. We're excited you're now covering golf for Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And uh, do you have a dark horse who may just come out of the woodwork? Hmm, a dark horse. Well, I, I you know we just talked about Tiger, right? Nine strokes seems like a long a, a long way back. I'm not even sure exactly where Justin Thomas is. Maybe on even or minus yeah, one. He's he, come back. Yeah, I mean, and so unbelievable. And I and I watched him down the stretch, and he's stuck. He almost got a hole in one on 16. Uh, it was yeah. it was wild, and I was in the stands that it was pretty crazy. He's a crowd favorite. Everybody chanting his name. Um, maybe him, I guess. But again, a long way back. Uh, it's hard to see Scheffler blowing it. Uh, he's he's putting so well, like you said. And, just playing incredible. I yeah. mean, his shot on 18 in the out of the woods, in between two trees, it stuck it within about 15 feet. So he's he's on target. It's it's going to be an exciting finish, folks, and we're all excited to see what occurs Saturday and Sunday live from the Masters. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate your viewing, and we'll see you tomorrow. So there you have it, everyone. Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated and myself uh, summing up what we felt was. Uh, 
Some pretty interesting thoughts. We hope you thought so, too. Our thanks to Sports Illustrated for bringing Ross over. Our thanks to Morning Read for producing us. And many, many thanks to Golf Pride, the number one grip on tour. I'm Frank Bassett saying, enjoy your Masters weekend. Folks, do you like coffee as much as I do? Why, I'm not a coffee snob, but I absolutely love my coffee and have to have it every morning and a lot of times in the afternoon and then sometimes, really, at night. Well, there's a company I want you to look at. It's called Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is an incredible product that connects their customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft key craft roasters these are independent businesses from big cities and small towns trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters often being the largest source of new growth for them expert tasted coffee trade coffee team actually tastes tests thousands of different coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day i can't tell you which one is my favorite because trade coffee shipped me a lot of their different products to test and they're all really good. It just depends on your taste and they'll certainly work with you to make that happen. They, you know, your friends, maybe coffee snobs, will tell them to try Trade Coffee because the truth is what I like and what you like could be totally different. You need to try the different types of coffee. Just answer a couple of questions and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. There are no gimmicks here. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground for however you brew it at home. Personally for me, I like to grind the beans fresh every morning. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to Trade, I'm sorry, when you go to drinktrade.com slash golf talk. That's drinktrade.com slash golf talk. That's more than 40 cups of coffee free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash golf talk and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash golf talk for $30 off. So there you have it. Uh, This PGA Tour countdown should be called Masters Countdown, shouldn't it? This PGA Tour Countdown, live at the Masters from Azalea House, is brought to you by, well, the entire coverage of the Masters Week on PGA Tour Countdown is sponsored by Tommy John. Save 25% off site-wide right now at tommyjohn.com slash golf talk. For all the folks here at Azalea House, for Frank Bassett, Tim Matthews, all of the people behind the scenes that work on the Golf Talk American Network, we appreciate each and every one of you. And we're having a lot of fun here. We really wish you guys would kind of show up. And uh, they're playing the music, so I guess they want us out of here. Show up at Azalea House and check it out. It's a lot of fun, folks. It's the Masters. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs>